ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. Uh, I am still working out some shit on the video, so I am going to be uploading the video from last episode on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. So let's go ahead and start doing the house rules in order. So go ahead and check out our social media. We have a Facebook page. 2A Lifestyle, that is the number 2A Lifestyle, also on YouTube, it is the number 2A Lifestyle, and also go ahead and check us out on Instagram and TikTok with two spelled out, that's T-W-O-A Lifestyle. We also have a Patreon account, so if you feel like you are getting froggy and you want to support the page, go ahead and check out 2A Lifestyle uh, podcast on Social or on Patreon, sorry, uh, and go ahead and give us a uh, you know dollar there, dollar here. Uh, everything that you give us greatly supports the podcast. We are in, having a lot of good shit uh, in the works uh, for the podcast, so appreciate all your support. Also, if you are a business owner and you want to be interested in a sponsorship, go ahead and check out uh, you know Two A Lifestyle. You can message us on social media or you can email us at the number Two A Lifestyle at mail.com. So I greatly appreciate if you uh, you know co-work concealment. Uh, Cliff, he was a listener of the podcast and he liked what we were doing, so he decided to become a sponsor. Uh, he's done a lot of great stuff for us and for the podcast, uh, and he's doing a lot of great stuff for his business. So check out uh, co-work concealment. Uh, we'll be talking about it a little bit more in our sponsor segment in the middle of the podcast, uh, and then also uh, go ahead and uh, support. Uh, I'm going to say this just because of a lot of the shit we're going to be covering today in the news. But go ahead and support uh, a Second Amendment advocacy group, whichever it may be. Uh, obviously, uh, NRA is not doing a whole lot of good shit right now, but there are great uh, 2A organizations out there like the Farms Policy Coalition, Farms Policy Foundation, the Second Amendment uh, Foundation, uh, Gun Owners of America. Those are all great organizations. And also, if you have a uh, state organization, go ahead and check out those organizations and support them. The Virginia Citizens Defense League is. You know, we've been talking about a lot of shit they've been doing. They've been kicking ass out there. So, obviously, it is important to check out your state 2A organizations out there. Uh, So, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast and start getting into our main segment. Alright, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our main segment. The first story is a sad one that we're going to cover. Uh, it actually comes to us from Recoil. Uh, Frank DeSoma, he is the founder of Patriot Ordnance Factory. He was a, uh, a great personality, a great person in the firearms uh, industry, and unfortunately he has passed away. Uh, he had died in a car crash. Uh, this was published on the 19th. Uh, you know, it's, it's very sad whenever somebody passes away, especially somebody that's uh, a good person like him. I've not known him personally, but I've 
you know, from everybody that uh, I've heard stuff from and talked to, they said that he was a great guy and he was one of the good ones in regards to uh, the firearms industry. So that is a sad thing uh, that has happened. So I just kind of wanted to, to mention that. Uh, and if you uh, know anybody in the firearms industry, especially over at uh, Patriot Ordnance Factory, kind of reach out to them and, and say that, you know, we're sorry, uh, obviously, that he passed away, and uh, but that's kind of a, a bit of sad news, but wanted to go ahead and put that out there because he was seemed to be a, a big person in the firearms industry that's done a lot of good, and uh, I just wanted to mention that in the beginning of the podcast. Let's start getting into our first news story. This comes to us from the firearms blog, uh, and it's titled Adaptive Defensive Solutions Seeking to Include Shooters with Disability, and this was actually published today. Uh, adaptive Defensive uh, Shooters. Uh, is a um, uh, a it's a competitive shooting uh, type uh, organization. Uh, they do a lot of competitive shooting stuff in the competitive shooting world in the farms uh, community. Uh, and the fact that they are now going to start uh, seeking shooters with disabilities to have them involved in firearms. Uh, um, you know, competitions and, and shooting competitions and stuff like that. That's just uh, awesome shit. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to, you know, give a round of applause to them uh, because Adaptive Defensive uh, Shooting Summit, uh, that is great shit that they're doing uh, to involve people with disabilities. Uh, as I've said numerous times, I firmly believe that the Second Amendment is for everyone and especially uh, people with disabilities who might not be able to defend themselves in a uh, traditional sense in regards to whether it be um, you know physical or uh, you know whatever the fuck it may be they need to have the Second Amendment on their side to be able to defend themselves with a firearm in case something happened uh, that they needed to do uh, to defend themselves and not only that fucking shooting is fun it is amazing uh, you know it, it's a blast anybody that is not a Second Amendment advocate um, or even just uh, that they're just anti-gun. Uh, a lot of times when they're taken to uh, shooting, to ranges and stuff like that, especially fucking shooting competitions, which are fun, where everybody is super helpful. They are uh, very enthused in helping new shooters. Uh, every shooting match that I've been to has been like that. It's, it's great shit. Uh, so the, kudos to uh, Defensive uh, Shooting Summit for doing that. The next story uh, is kind of a twofer. Uh, the first story about it comes to us from the Farms blog, uh, and this is something that has been posted on social media here recently. Uh, and this title is Breaking News ATF's Secret Brace Ban. Uh, and the second story comes to us from Ameland. Uh, this is uh, the FPC, the Farms Policy Coalition, has released a statement on a possible ATF action to ban more legal products. Uh, basically, what had happened was is a congressman, Matt Getz, announced uh, on his podcast that the ATF is crafting secret rules restricting the possession of certain pistol braces by American citizens and he has sent them a letter them being the ATF uh, demanding them to stop uh, this is obviously something that we have seen in our life fuck not even our lifetime just this fucking presidency uh, this past three years we have seen the ATF use their 
rulemaking, their decision making to uh, ban, reban, uh, unban, then reban products again with pistol braces, or not pistol braces, fucking bump stocks, uh, and it appears now that they are going to be doing so with pistol braces. Now, is this something that's only going to affect uh, like the SB Tacticals, uh, telescoping um, pistol braces? Is this something that's going to affect all pistol braces? It is not quite sure uh, yet on what they're going to be doing uh, in regards to that. The FPC statement in regards to this is pretty telling. And like I've said before, uh, the FPC, to me, in my mind, is the premier gun rights organization that is defending our Second Amendment rights, uh, especially with the downfall of the NRA. Uh, but the uh, FPC's statement in regards to this goes on to say for years the ATF has issued opinions and guidance which the people of the United States have relied on to purchase legal products including brace devices and firearms with them to stay in compliance with law. Well, uh, it goes on to say when the ATF signaled its intent to commit a similar type of injustice we stood up to point out the unelected bureaucrats clearly lack the statutory authority to refine peacefully held property as criminal. We also promised to fight back and immediately sue the government if the government went forward with its shockingly abusive proposed rule uh, and we have seen unfortunately how that has worked out with bump stocks uh, you know the ATF has ruled saying that bump stocks make uh, firearms quote-unquote into machine guns which is horseshit and then they went on to say that they are not going to be compensating anybody for their property because at that point in time you would have to pay the uh, proper paperwork to be able to turn uh, you know that farm into machine gun and actually you know according to the Brady law uh, or the Hughes amendment that passed in the 80s uh, no more machine guns can actually be manufactured in the United States uh, only current many uh, machine guns that were made pre the Hughes amendment is only allowed to exist to civilians uh, without a SOT and you gotta have a law letter and all that other kind of shit uh, through the ATF big old fucking process so basically what the ATF did was did a de facto ban on uh, bump stocks and it appears now that they're going to be doing something similar with pistol braces uh, unfortunately the FPC has not been able to be successful in their previous litigation in regards to bump stocks so who knows if the uh, Supreme Court will take on such things and with that that will take us into our next story uh, again this is going to be a twofer in regards to the uh, actually uh, a threefer, uh, threeper, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, there are three different stories that we're going to be talking about in regards to the Supreme Court, and this was another kick in the ass in regards to the Supreme Court. This first story comes to us from the Farms blog. Uh, it's titled, The Supreme Court Denies Declines to Hear All Farms-Related Cases, uh, published today. Second one comes to us from Amelan. Uh, SCOTUS in, fact, in action frustrates 2A supporters emboldens anti-gunners. And the third one is SCOTUS rejection of 2A cases moves up likelihood of a forced choice for gun owners. Uh, obviously, again, if you keep up with any news in regards to social media, you will have seen that the Supreme Court has denied uh, the cert, which is the Supreme Court's ruling on whether they're going to be hearing any cases that have come up to them from lower courts to see if their constitutionality uh, is well if, well if the lower courts ruling was right or wrong 
most times the Supreme Court only takes cases if they intend to reverse the lower court's decisions. And there are many other great um, 2A content creators. Uh, my number one that I can think of is Adam Kraut. Uh, another one uh, that um, uh, that uh, well, Adam Kraut hasn't come out with a whole bunch of stuff since he joined the FPC. Another great one is Ryan Kleckner. Uh, Ryan Kleckner unfortunately doesn't come out with a whole lot of material like he used to. I'm assuming he is busy as hell with what's been going on. But uh, Ryan Kleckner, uh, Adam Kraut are great ones to hear in reference to all the 2A legal matters. But basically, there was approximately 10 lower court cases that the Supreme Court could have heard. Uh, and basically, uh, some of them were uh, like had be able to have access to firearms outside the home where certain states like New York, New Jersey, they uh, basically make it damn near legally impossible for you to carry legally a firearm outside your home. Uh, another one was in regards to uh, the government allowing pistol permits uh, being issued to its citizens and the Supreme Court has shot down all of them and uh, like I said it sucks because there were 10 great cases. Uh, now, could they have taken all 10? Uh, no, I, you know, has anybody expected them to take all 10? No, but you know, every, especially with the um, the confirmation of Justice Kavanaugh, uh, a lot of people were expecting them to at least take some. Uh, of these cases, maybe one or two, and of course it was sh strict along what you would call party lines. Uh, it was a 5-4 decision. Uh, obviously, Justice Anthony Roberts being the swing in regards to that, who was actually appointed by President Bush at the time when he was confirmed, who is the Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice. Uh, he was the swing vote in regards to denying hearing these cases. But I tell you, uh, Clarence Thomas who is the Supreme Court Justice, came out with the dissent on this, and it was actually a 19-page dissent. Uh, and he goes on to say, many courts have or resisted our decisions in Heller and McDonald by ignoring in an analytical approach and substituting a made-up test with no basis in the Second Amendment or the Supreme Court's precedence on that provision. Moreover, uh, Clarence stated that the Lauren Court's application of that test has yielded analysis that is entirely inconsistent with Hiller, uh, Heller, which cautioned that a constitutional guarantee to uh, co constitutional guarantee subject to future judges' assessments of its usefulness is no constitutional guarantee at all. We explicitly rejected the invitation to evaluate Second Amendment challenges under an interest balancing inquiry with the interests protected by the Second Amendment on one side and the government public safety concerns on the other. Thomas reminded the court, but the application of the tests adopted by the courts of appeals have developed into just that. So Clarence Thomas, uh, he wrote a scathing dissent in regards to the Supreme Court not deciding to take up these cases. Uh, Clarence Thomas is obviously, I think, uh, he is an amazing legal mind. Uh, my brother has actually met him, uh, and my brother uh, is unfortunately an attorney. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of attorneys personally myself, but um, you know Clarence Thomas, he is a brilliant legal mind. Uh, and my brother said when he's met him uh, that actually that just goes, you know, he just was further, uh, you know, uh, entrenched with the thought that Clarence Thomas is a brilliant legal mind. 
So uh, the fact that they took that uh, decision to not hear those cases is obviously, you know, it's very frustrating as a gun owner because, you know, you think that there are three separate branches of government because they're supposed to check and balance each other. Uh, and unfortunately, that is just not happening. You know, this the shit that's going on with the government is fucking insanity. Uh, just not only with the federal government, but with many state governments, many local governments. Uh, we're going to be getting to that further, uh, what's going on, and the fact that the Supreme Court is supposed to be there to check the constitutional or the unconstitutional actions done by legislative bodies or executive branches throughout the country. Uh, but we have seen here, at least in this case, in my mind, that the Supreme Court has decided to not take up these cases because of public uh, perception on possibly the Second Amendment, uh, which I think is going to be changing after all this, as we have seen and we'll talk about later with the unprecedented uh, number of firearms purchases, not only by uh, previous gun owners, but also with first-time gun purchasers. Fuck, I'm sorry, guys, if I can't talk today. I literally got off work a fucking hour ago. Uh, it's been a long-ass motherfucking day, but I am determined to give you guys a good podcast uh, today. So if you will excuse uh, my fucking slurred speech and shit, uh, that's just something that's going to happen on this. But anyway, going back to SCOTUS, um, and it, it's, you know, obviously it is emboldening anti-gunners across the country because they're going to see that the Supreme Court is not taking these actions and it is going to allow anti-gunners to uh, further uh, decide to pass more gun control. Uh, you know, we've seen this in Virginia. We've seen this in uh, other states where they're just, you know, thrashing uh, gun control down our throats and it is sickening to everyone in the country. Um, and they're going to see that if they can continue to pass these gun control laws, that they're going to have to worry about it being overthrown in the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court is not taking any of these fucking cases. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on. And uh, you have, you know, gun owners, it's, uh, as gun owners, it's making us have a, a very um, harsh decision in our mind because you have to think. Um, you know, with especially with a, a presidential election coming up, I'm, I'm going to be fucking telling you, I'm not a, a, a Trump fan. Uh, you know, I was a Trump fan in, in 2016, uh, but just seeing him uh, come into uh, his presidential authority, uh, seeing him not keeping his promises, especially in regards to our constitutional rights and the Second Amendment, uh, and seeing all this shit, I, I'm not a humongous Trump fan. Uh, but obviously, I'm sure shit not a Biden fan because of the shit that he's come out and says that he, what he wants to do in regards to gun control. Uh, you know, and honestly, I love Joe Jorgensen. Uh, I'm not agreeing with everything that's on her platform, uh, but she is at least putting stuff on our platform that is way, way more in line of my thinking in regards to certain issues. Uh, you know, her obvious one of them is banning the ATF, uh, stop enforcing all these unconstitutional gun laws. And that is amazing. That's great. Um, so, you know, it's giving us farms owners, uh, the choice, you know, uh, do I honestly think that Joe Jorgensen has a chance 
of becoming the president? Uh, no, honestly, I don't. But then again, honestly, in 2016, I didn't think Trump had the chance of becoming the president. Uh, nobody would have fucking thought that in 2016, even after he got the presidential nomination for the Republican Party. Um, you know, all that shit's just been kind of bananas. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, this election coming up. Uh, and I know a ton of people that weren't Trump fans in, in 2016, but they knew that there was Supreme Court nomination uh, coming up and that Trump was going to get the opportunity to appoint one, if not more, Supreme Court justices. And, uh, you know, the Supreme Court, unfortunately, is a lifetime appointment. So with that, you know, whoever is appointed to the Supreme Court is going to have sway over what is considered constitutional, unconstitutional uh, in our country for decades. Uh, and it's just one of those things that we as gun owners are going to have to think of whenever we go to the ballot box. Um, and it's sickening. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of having to choose uh, the lesser of two evils. Uh, but in regards to that, I don't want a president that is going to appoint uh, gun control liberal judges uh, that are not going to see the Constitution as it is written and they're only going to see the laws as being what the public perception is nowadays and unfortunately that's what the Supreme Court is doing now especially with everything that's going on in the country uh, you know they're going to just want to rule what they think the uh, public thinks because you have to think about it the Supreme Court has fucking ruled that slavery was constitutional uh, and then we fought a fucking war over it and all of a sudden you know now alright you know no more slavery that's cool um, and then same thing with desegregation uh, the Supreme Court itself, you know, created the separate but equal standard that segregation was founded on. Uh, and then not even 15, 20 years later, they changed their mind in Brown v. Education uh, that said, oh, never mind, segregation is unconstitutional uh, and, you know, you know, we should all uh, integrate the, everything, our, our public buildings and schools and whatnot. Um, you know what changed in that 15 to 20 years was it the Constitution no it was the Supreme Court judges um, so you have to think that kind of shit whenever you go into that ballot box and you vote for our national leaders and it's sickening uh, but unfortunately uh, you have to think about the long game in regards to that. and I'm not gonna say fucking 40 chest and that's what people are th saying Trump's doing no it's horse shit uh, but we as voters have to think about that when we elect these national leaders and it's fucking sickening uh, and I wish these fucking politicians would get their heads out of their ass and the Supreme Court justices would actually uphold the Constitution for what it actually fucking says. Uh, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, let's fucking get off the soapbox with that story. Let's go on to our next one. The next one actually, actually comes to us from MLN. And this is just kind of a happy story I just want to throw here in the middle. Uh, and this is titled, uh, Daniel Horner wins first place in tactical division at USPSA Multigun Nationals. And this was posted on the 19th. Uh, Six Hour Incorporated congratulates his, uh, fuck, God almighty, I'm sorry. Six Hour Incorporated congratulates team SIG professional shooter Daniel Horner uh, for his first impressive uh, first place finish in the tactical division in the 2026 hour USPSA Multigun Nationals at the Universal Shooting Academy in Frostproof, Florida. Uh, and this occurred July 11th through the 13th. Uh, and this is actually Daniel's 12th victory at the prestigious Multigun Nationals. Uh, so, 
for the long range competition, Horner used uh, a six hour M400 competition rifle with a six hour electro, electro, optics, electro optics Tang Tango 6T rifle scope. Uh, and he was shooting SIG 40 grain 223 Remington Varmint and Predator ammunition. Uh, and he had a SIG Kilo 300 or 3000 BDX rangefinder. Uh, obviously, he is a SIG shooter, so he's going to be shooting a bunch of SIG shit. But that was just kind of cool. I like to, again, like I've said before in other episodes, I like to talk about the shooting sports because that is a big part of the firearms community. And it's fun as shit. It's fun as shit to watch. So I just wanted to talk about that and congratulate him. Our next story comes to us also from MLN, and this is interesting. Uh, it was published on the 18th, and it says, Washington lawmakers only interested in gun control for law-abiding citizens. Uh, and this is very fucking true. Uh, if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know anything about this, uh, there is a autonomous uh, area in the city of Seattle that was taken over uh, by protesters during the George Floyd protests and they have become they've given themselves first off they were known as Chaz which is the Capitol Hill Automata Zone uh, and they've been recently renamed themselves to the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest uh, but it was seen that the leader of this group uh, this area who he is a former rapper called Roz the Warlord uh, he was seen handing out AR-15s from his Tesla trunk and there's actually a video of it and it's quite ridiculous all he did is he asked is anyone here over 18 and one kid raised his hand and he just gave him an AR-15 and uh, there are numerous obviously uh, being in Washington and being in Seattle uh, the Seattle um, city and the Seattle or the Washington state uh, they have their own uh, laws in regards to firearms. Uh, this broke several of their state and municipal laws. Uh, first off, uh, the law states that all transfers have to have a uh, be facilitated by a FFL. Uh, this is obviously was a transfer between uh, Raz the Warlord and this kid. Uh, that was broken. It also stated that all uh, semi-automatic guns have to be done through NICS uh, as well as the Washington State Patrol electronic base and the Department of Social Health and Service electronic database and other agencies or resources as appropriate. That obviously was done. It also states uh, that those uh, are under the age of 21 uh, are not allowed to possess uh, long guns uh, unless they're at their home or business or on a range or to and from a lawful outdoor activity. That was broken. There was another law that states that you have to uh, pass a hunter safety education course. That law was broken. Uh, and also, he didn't even check this kid's ID to see if he actually was over the age of 18. So the gun control politicians only wish to restrict the rights and freedoms of law-abiding citizens. And the fact that this was done, and not only that, but you see... Uh, numerous guards around the perimeter of this autonomous zone uh, carrying AR-15s and the state and the city has done nothing to try and enforce their gun control laws there. Uh, the mayor of Seattle himself has says this Chaz uh, is just a peaceful protest and it reckons to the time of summer love during uh, the 60s when the hippies were protesting. He's full of shit. I mean there's been 
a murder and uh, somebody is in critical condition in regards to a shooting that occurred in Chaz. Uh, there is video that was released by the Seattle Police Department in regards to uh, the Seattle Police responding to this. Uh, they are constantly yelled at, uh, berated as they are trying to go help those people. Uh, they are forced out. Uh, they are, uh, you know, businesses in this autonomous zone are being extorted for protection, uh, basically mafia style in regards uh, to them being just stuck in there, unfortunately. Just these, you know, you know, protesters decided to form this autonomous zone around their business. They're stuck in there. It's not like they can just pick up their building and, and go outside the autonomous zone. They're stuck in there and they're being extorted for money. Uh, they People are being illegally searched and seized by these guards in this autonomous zone. Uh, the the uh, medics, uh, the fire department is being harassed and being uh, unallowed to go to calls for assistance in the Santamas zone. Uh, it's just fucking pure anarchy. And the fact that all this shit is going on in the United States is just, it's fucking bananas. It, it's fucking bananas and I can't believe this is going on in the United States in my lifetime. Uh, this is something reckoning of a third world. And the fact that the Seattle Police Department or the Washington State Police hasn't gone down there to regain law and order and control of a piece of America is fucking insane. And I've heard a lot of stuff that, um, you know, uh, compares this to the Boogaloo or Minecraft or the Big Lou Hour, the Big Igloo, whatever it is. Uh, and I can see some correlations, uh, but the uh, Boogaloo is the fight and resistance against tyranny and from what I'm seeing from this this is the exact opposite this is complete uh, tyrannical oppression in regards to one person uh, having complete authority uh, to stop and illegally search and seize people ask for their IDs uh, you know extorting businesses out of money you know out of their money uh, you know I'm a capitalist through and through um, you know, the fact that these businesses have to not only be extorted from the state in regards to their business licenses and all that other kind of bullshit, but now they're being extorted by these, you know, fucking protesters that are decided to, to set up an autonomous zone around their business. And then the fact that the government is not doing jack shit in regards to protect these businesses in regards to this. They paid their licenses and their fees to have these businesses in Seattle. And Seattle is doing nothing to protect them. Uh, it's just fucking bananas. It's just absolute insanity in regards to what's happening in, in Chaz or Chop or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Uh, I just It blows my mind that this is going on in America and that nothing is being done about it. Going on to the next story comes to us from Amaland, uh, and this is a nice and happy, feel-good story. Uh, it was published on the 17th, and it is titled, Arms List Defeats the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence. Uh, basically what happened was is the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence teamed up with a Boston police officer, Kurt Stokinger, uh, who was shot in line of duty to sue the online gun marketplace. Uh, and basically, Stokinger uh, executed a traffic stop. Uh, the suspect pulled out a 40 caliber Glock handgun. Uh, he shot five shots, hitting the officer in the leg. Uh, gun jam. Guy was taken into custody. Uh, he was on the suspect was on a five-year probation for gun and drug charges during the traffic stop. Uh, apparently, he purchased the Glock from an individual on 
uh, arms list is what the suit is claiming. Uh, but anyway, uh, the uh, there were successful at first in their lawsuit to keep it going, uh, and it had you know obviously this is a huge thing for internet commerce. Uh, but basically, uh, it is uh, was kicked out, and uh, the Brady campaign uh, lost their lawsuit in regards to this. But Arms List uh, is obviously they have set up a legal defense fund because you know Arms List is a favorite attack uh, target in regards to uh, gun control um, you know organizations politicians uh, because they don't want to see people easily be able to have access to firearms and arms list especially you know being like the fucking uh, you know whatever you want to call it Facebook marketplace eBay uh, Craigslist of firearms it is obviously one of the best places for people to get firearms in regards to just having the internet um, and it is, uh, you know, bullshit. It's all bullshit. But anyway, going on to the next story comes to us from Amelan. This is published on the 17th as well. The firearms industry praises Senate passage of the Great American Outdoors Act. Uh, and basically, what this is, this was, uh, was actually received overwhelming bipartisan support. Uh, it is among the most meaningful legislative measures for sportsmen, conservationists ever. Uh, and it is a monumental achievement that demonstrates a continued legacy uh, bipartisan support of wildlife and public lands. Um, the legislation will fill promise to future generations. It's saying that conservation, access to public lands, and outdoor recreation and uh, will be for everywhere. Uh, you know, the NSSF is uh, happy about this. Uh, the uh, you know, bunch of like, what is it? The NWTF, National Wildlife Turkey Federation, all that other kind of stuff. Uh, but basically, what this does is it provides 9.5 billion dollars over five years uh, for preferred federal public lands and waters maintenance projects, uh, with three billion set aside for infrastructure restoration, hundreds of million acres for increased access. Uh, of Americans, uh, sports people, uh, to go onto these public lands, uh, and then also provide $900 million annually for permanent funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund. This is a good thing. Uh, you know, something that is not seen or often overlooked in regards to the firearms community is that a huge uh, portion of the firearms community is hunting. Um, and that is something that's important that I think we need to uh, keep in kind of our roots in regards to the farms community because uh, it's a great thing for conservation. You know, every farms uh, owner should care about conservation just because, um, you know, that's why we have backstops, that's why we have uh, fucking, um, you know, special. Well, you should anyway. I've been to fucking several indoor ranges that don't have this, but you should have like special uh, filtration and shit like that in regards to indoor firing ranges. Uh, but conservation is a huge thing, huge thing, and it is a great way for many people uh, to pass on the love for firearms. Uh, you know, just to be a, a, a gun advocate, you don't have to own AR-15s or semi-automatic handguns or whatever the fuck it may be. You could just own a shotgun or a hunting rifle. Uh, and be a firearms advocate because you like to hunt. Uh, and it's kind of sad that hunting is at its lowest figure it's ever been, uh, you know, when it comes to purchases of hand, uh, hunting and fishing licenses. Uh, and especially in my state, damn near every state dollar that goes towards conservation comes to, uh, from, uh, comes to the budget from 
uh, hunting and fishing licenses. So with the all-time low of hunting and fishing licenses being bought, that means less money for conservation. And that goes for uh, public hunting and also, uh, you know, public outdoor ranges at these uh, national forests and things of that nature. That's uh, another huge portion of it. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't have the ability to go to a range uh, to fire the, a gun. So they have to rely on these public ranges in regards to shooting. Uh, so this is a great thing for the farms community. That is amazing that it was bipartisan. Uh, and I am greatly happy that it passed. The next article comes to us from Recoil.com. It was published on the 8th, and it's titled Kroger Craps on the Second Amendment. Basically, uh, what it is is Kroger uh, is not allowing uh, certain uh, magazines with certain items on their cover uh, to be featured in their stores. Uh, and this is to include uh, M4 type rifles, AK-47 type rifles, Uzis, uh, anything with a pistol grip, anything with a bayonet lug, anything that's got a high capacity, anything that shows uh, silencer, or anything that has a bump stock. So basically no semi-automatic or fully automatic weapons of any kind can be featured on the cover. Uh, so what this means is that obviously uh, fucking periodicals like Recoil, which I really love, uh, is not allowed, but this also means like guns and ammo, hunting magazines, shit like that. Uh, if it has a picture of any kind of semi-automatic firearm, it is not going to be put there, uh, which sucks balls for their business, but also it sucks balls because it gives ac less access to gun owners and gun advocates to buy, you know, Second Amendment related magazines. Uh, and, you know, I'm probably a fucking weirdo because I still like to read magazines. Uh, whenever I am in Walmart and I got a hair up my ass, I go over to the magazine section or Publix and go over to the magazine section. And if I like to, you know, especially, like I said, Recoil. Recoil's my favorite periodical out there in regards to Second Amendment content in regards to magazines. I like to go there, and uh, if it's you know good shit on the cover, I'll pick it up, uh, see what the news you know the stories that are included in there, and if it seems like some shit that I'll be interested in reading later, I you know toss that shit in the cart and I go buy it. So that's in regard to that. Next story comes to us uh, from Ammo Land, and it's going to be kind of a two-parter in regards to this. The first uh, article is published by Ammo Land. It was published on June 19th, and it says propaganda aimed at self-defense in Albuquerque shooting. Now, if you have not seen this, uh, there was a, and again, there's so many of these fucking stories that's absolutely fucking insanity, but on June 15th, there was a uh, demonstration in regards to pulling down a statue uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and apparently uh, the statue was of a conquistador, uh, a Spanish conquistador that traveled the area, uh, you know, way the fuck back in the day before America was even a fucking country. And uh, apparently he was brutal to the native population, so they wanted to tear this fucking statue down. Well, this guy, uh, he was a former political candidate, uh, Stephen Baca. Uh, he went to the um, protesters, and he was, to be honest, in fucking all fairness, everything I've seen, uh, he was kind of agitated in a bit. Uh, but at that point in time, when they started to get violent towards him, uh, he retreated. When he retreated, 
several people uh, followed him. Uh, he was beamed in the head a couple times with a skateboard. Uh, his shirt was torn, and uh, during that time, uh, he presented his concealed carry firearm even while he was continuing to retreat. Uh, and then he shot an individual uh, several times, uh, primarily in the collarbone. The person that he shot ended up living. Uh, he was initially arrested, uh, but since then he has been released from the police. Uh, and then after he shot, there was uh, sort of like a militia group that surrounded him to make sure that he, A, didn't shoot anybody else, uh, and B, make sure nobody else attacked him. And probably he was surrounded uh, and he didn't shoot nobody else because nobody else attacked him because this militia group surrounded him. Uh, once police showed up, they detained all of the uh, militia members as well as Mr. Baca. Uh, and again, like I said later, Mr. Baca was uh, taken into custody but then was shortly released later. Uh, the video for this is, is quite telling. There was a bunch of shit on uh, social media in regards to the video where you could see one of the people had knife uh, that was attacking him. Uh, I've heard from some people and again you know you can't really tell and I haven't seen any definitive sources myself to see if this is true but I've heard some other people said that it actually wasn't a knife it was something else. Um, but even if it wasn't a knife, this guy just got beamed in the head by a skateboard. Uh, he sees somebody approaching him with something in his hand uh, that, at least from the video, could be clearly uh, discerned as, from the untrained eye, a knife. Uh, so to Mr. Baca, he probably could have thought it was a knife. Like I said, he just got beamed in the head with a skateboard, uh, which is, you know, fucking could be deadly force. Uh, easy, easily deadly force. Um, so, I mean, I personally think that this was uh, justified, but again, this brings back the uh, idea of self-defense shootings uh, very much uh, kind of in the, uh, what was that fucking George Zimmerman uh, type shit in regards to uh, self-defense shooting. Uh, and obviously anti-gunners are looking at this to say that people shouldn't be allowed to carry guns, just escalates violence. But fucking tell you, you know, if he didn't have a gun, uh, I guarantee you he probably would have been beamed again. Uh, I mean, they were chasing this fucking guy. Uh, they, you know, started screaming, kill him. Uh, at first they were saying, you know, get his tag. Uh, but, I mean, very much so that they, you know, were looking to do him physical harm. Uh, and, and, you know, in in my own perspective, I obviously think this is very justified, even though he might have been an asshat and trying to instigate it to begin with. Um, but uh, it's just fucking fucking ridiculous that it, it got to that point. You know, I understand uh, people, you know, like to fucking beat their chest and, and say dumb shit like, uh, you know, fuck those people. I'm not, you know, don't be tearing down statues, where the fuck it may be. But, you know, if you go in there, especially if you're armed, um, and you go in there to provoke a fight or to provoke an argument, uh, that shit can easily be escalated, especially with the tensions around the country nowadays. So, uh, you know, if you go do that shit, you're uh, an asshat, you're a clown, and you shouldn't fucking be armed because, you know, at any point in time, uh, you you know, you're going to see yourself as being threatened, and um, especially with things that have been going on in the country nowadays, you have uh, all these people, it's escalating the violence, you know, quickly, in a matter of seconds. Um, 
and you know if you want to go to a counter protest that's fine uh, you know be a safe distance away from the group that you're counter protesting all this other kind of shit and uh, you know just don't be an ass hat don't be an ass clown uh, fucking be a responsible gun owner uh, this guy uh, justified but he shouldn't have gone over there to fucking uh, you know instigate shit to begin with uh, and with that uh, this second um, article is about uh, firearms owner insurance, uh, basically uh, shooting insurance. Uh, that's something, uh, and it's on the firearms blog uh, if you want to go look at it. That's something that the uh, I think every gun owner should have and need in regards to uh, being able to legally defend yourself in regards to a self-defense shooting. And, and you know, fucking, I'm saying this as, as a cop. Um, you know, everybody's watched the first 48 and all that kind of shit. You know, have an attorney present with you. That that's the number one fucking key thing. Um, have an attorney present with you. The attorney is is going to know best what you need to do to keep your ass out of jail, uh, and that's important. Um, and there are numerous com you know companies out there. Second Call Defense, uh, USCCA. Uh, you know other shit like that and you know look out there see what's best for you and I recommend getting something uh, that reimburses you up front uh, doesn't uh, reimburse you on the back end uh, where you gotta upfront the money first for an attorney and then they only reimburse you if you're found not guilty uh, you know attorneys are expensive as fuck uh, you know a lot of attorneys I know in regards to criminal cases have like a ten thousand dollar retainer fee, and that's for a good attorney. Um, you know, do you got ten grand that you can just fucking drop right away you know, on an attorney in case you have to use your your firearm in a self defense situation? I don't think so. Uh, so check out uh, you know self defense insurance, and uh, that's something I think everybody should have. This next article comes to us from Gat Daily, and it was published on the 15th. And basically, it says uh, Nick's gun checks figures highest on record for any May in history. And now, this is the third month in a row where Nick's checks has been at a record that has never been seen before. Um, and I'm telling you, it, it's fucking crazy. People are realizing that they have to be responsible for their own safety. Um, Law enforcement officers will, will, you know, we fucking do our best, but we're not superhuman. Uh, you know, we're not like fucking Batman or Superman sitting on top of a fucking building and just waiting to, you know, fly down or, or whatever the fuck it may be to whatever, uh, you know, incident may be happening uh, at the best, you know, best response times for big CDs, you're looking at like three to five minutes. Uh, in regards to a crisis situation like that, uh, but on average, it's like around 30 to 40 minutes for every other, uh, you know, law enforcement agency out there. Are you going to have that much time? Even if three to five minutes, somebody's breaking into your house uh, to do you harm. Uh, are you going to have that much time? And uh, the answer is probably fucking no. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I just had an incident. I can't go into a whole lot of details on it, but I had like the the most clear-cut case of self-defense I've ever seen in my life um, and this chick if she, you know if this person uh, had not been armed you know they'd be dead but unfortunately they were armed uh, and they killed the intruder 
and it was, uh, you know, and, and it's an insane story. And uh, hopefully, you know, some, you know, fucking self-defense article, you know, reaches out to this person and they can, you know, tell their story because it is a great story and it should be why everybody's, you know, fucking armed. And with that, we're going into another article and this is by Tactical Life. Uh, it was published on the 18th. Now, uh, the last episode we talked about George Floyd, and uh, as I've said before, and this is our, our last uh, news article of the main segment. Um, I am law enforcement. Uh, you know, I've been in law enforcement for a long time now, uh, but I'm also a humongous Second Amendment advocate, and I consider myself an American uh, before a law enforcement officer, and that's. The reason why I'm in law enforcement is because I want to help people and I want to uh, uphold the, you know, the Constitution and ordinances of, uh, you know, my country, state, and uh, locality of, of where I live and, and work. Um, well, uh, there was another unfortunate shooting uh, in Atlanta, and this is, you know, just up the road from me. I live in Alabama. And uh, Rayshard Brooks uh, was shot and killed. Uh, and it is clear, you know, there's body cam, there's uh, cell phone video, there's uh, security camera of the Wendy's where it all happened or what happened. Uh, you know, it's fucking clear as day. Uh, Rayshard Brooks uh, resisted, stole a, a taser from an officer, uh, shot the taser at the officer, and uh, was shot and killed himself. Uh, you know, a taser is less lethal option uh, and that's something that I've heard a lot of fucking people talk about um, you know taser is a non-lethal that is incorrect it is less lethal uh, how many times have you've heard in the news uh, where somebody was tased and they died uh, you know a taser has the ability to unfortunately kill people especially if they have certain medical conditions so uh, First off, a taser is a less lethal option. Um, and then, not only that, in regards to a taser, uh, you know, a taser incapacitates people. And this is something else that I've, I've had. Uh, I've listened to other content creators, podcasts, whatever the fuck it may be. I've heard people talk about how, uh, you know, tasers are only good for so many seconds. Uh, that is also incorrect. I mean, if you shoot somebody with a taser, uh, as long as you continue to hold down that trigger, that that taser is going to continue to uh, tase that person. Uh, if you just shoot him and let go of the trigger, it's going to go for five seconds. But if you continue to hold on to that, that trigger, it is going to continue to tase that person uh, basically until you let that trigger go or the fucking butt battery runs out of that taser. Um, so that's something else. And, uh, you know, tasers uh, physically incapacitate people. Uh, that you know are being shot and you can see that in numerous videos uh, on fucking YouTube uh, people doing the the street belly flop uh, and where they get tased running or whatever the fuck it may be uh, and they just uh, their body seizes up and they fall down um, so I mean with all that said uh, because of and this is something uh, every law enforcement officer uh, knows about in regards to taser training Rayshard Books was shot, and uh, that has created another rioting incident uh, across the country, and especially in Atlanta. Well, 
those officers have since been charged. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you, I, just personally, I, I don't agree with it. Um, uh, I, I don't agree with them being charged, especially with the uh, count of murder that they were charged with. Uh, which you know, a lot of people murders call you know called different. The, the charges are called different things in every state. Uh, but I guess what most people would consider this would be first degree murder. And in the state of Georgia, uh, what that officer was charged with, it can come with the fucking death penalty. Um, they're also charged uh, with numerous other things. And even the guy that didn't shoot Rayshard Brooks. Uh, he was charged with three counts of assault. Basically, every time he put hands on Mr. Brooks, he was charged with an assault, a felony assault. Um, and now uh, the Atlanta police has uh, basically uh, are protesting in the only way that they can uh, in regards to this. And let me tell you just something about this piece of shit district attorney himself. Uh, he is himself being investigated by the Georgia Bureau of Investigations which is the investigative branch of the state police of Georgia. Uh, he's being investigated for uh, sexual harassment and he's being investigated for uh, improper finance uh, usage of his campaign money. So he himself is under criminal investigation by uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Uh, he is also in the middle of a runoff. He was in a primary election where he came in second place uh, in his own primary election. Uh, so he is in second place going into a runoff. So by the time this case is even prosecuted, he may not even be the district attorney anymore if things continue the way going the way they are. Um, so with that, the uh, George Brew investigation released a statement saying that this is the first time where that they've been asked to investigate a murder. Uh, and, and even if it is completely justified, uh, this is a homicide. Um, you know, he, you know, Mr. Brooks did not die of natural causes. He didn't die in a hospital. Uh, so at that point in time, anything other than that is either a homicide or suicide or natural causes. Uh, so this is a homicide investigation. Um, so Mr. Brooks, uh, you know, his, his homicide was being investigated by Georgia Bureau Investigation. And uh, Georgia Bureau Investigation himself said this is the first time that they've had a homicide investigation where they hadn't even finished their investigation and the district attorney has decided to go ahead and uh, charge somebody with murder. So GBI is, themselves is kind of fucking flabbergasted. Uh, there are numerous uh, stories coming out of Atlanta and some uh, that I know you know, I, I know these to be true just because of my close proximity to Atlanta uh, and knowing people that work there. Uh, the Atlanta Police Department is not going to work, or if they are going to work, they are staying in the precincts and not responding to calls. And uh, this was going uh, pretty strong the first night, uh, first two nights, I would say, actually. Uh, and the only call that they responded to uh, was where a six-year-old was shot. Uh, you know, so before people want to go ahead and say that these people are heartless and all the other kind of you know bullshit, you know, six-year-old was shot. Uh, they decided to go out and assist in regards to that. Um, the Atlanta police uh, is basically stating that they can't work uh, in a city to where, because uh, prior to this, two weeks ago, um, two police officers were actually fired and charged with assault 
for using a taser on uh, two college students uh, in regards to the George Floyd protest. Um, now, were they excessive uh, in their use of force? I kind of think they were possibly. I don't know the, the circumstances in regards to what happened prior to that, uh, but everything that I saw said that they were just in a car, uh, you know, going down the road and kind of during the middle of the protest, uh, kind of going along with these protests. And I guess uh, these officers wanted them to get out of the car. They wouldn't, whatever the fuck it may be. Anyway, they, were, uh, they themselves were charged with assault for using a taser. Um, so, I mean, you have damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Um, and whatever the fuck people want to say, uh, law enforcement is dangerous as fuck. Uh, I mean, I myself uh, have known and had coworkers that have been shot and killed uh, in the line of duty. Uh, and not only shot and killed, but also died in wrecks uh, responding to calls where people needed help. Uh, and, you know having lights and sirens on your car doesn't make you immune to car crashes uh, and more police officers die from car crashes than they actually die from bullets so um, you know I, having had that uh, this is a dangerous fucking job and you don't get paid a whole lot of fucking money uh, I mean when I tell people what I make uh, you know having a graduate degree uh, and all the experience that I have uh, a lot of people wonder why the fuck I do it and I do it because I love my job and I love when I get to uh, look at a, a victim and say you know I put your bad guy in jail and uh, the look of relief on him and then being able to help people it, it's a very very fucking rewarding experience um, but in the first night of this uh, Atlanta uh, blue flu as uh, you can call it 600 calls for service went unanswered uh, second night, 500 calls of service went unanswered. Uh, the city mayor uh, reached out to surrounding sheriff's offices uh, for mutual aid, and they said, "No, we will not uh, assist you uh, because if you know our officers, our our deputies, are uh, you know need to actually use force to uh, complete their job, you know they don't know what the fuck's going to happen to them." Uh, and the the Georgia State Police, you know, they asked for help as well. And uh, the Georgia State Police uh, said, you know, the only thing we'll do is, is answer wrecks on the interstate. Now, we're not going to go inside your city and, and work the, in the city. Um, there was even talk that they reached out to the National Guard. I haven't been able to confirm that. Um, but, you know, they, you know, talking about reaching out to the National Guard, National Guard said that they weren't going to come in there uh, because, you know, uh, posse comitatus and they, they aren't going to enforce laws like that um, so the city of Atlanta actually pulled jailers out of the jail uh, and had them answering you know calls for service um, they got so bad that uh, they started offering officers $500 to come back uh, and then there was a video today released of uh, a white officer responding to a shooting and uh, he was uh, berated so bad that the uh, black officers on scene told him just go sit in the car wait you know don't come out you're, you're causing more of a scene than the actual shooting um, which is crazy uh, there's been other videos released uh, where you see uh, people walking down Atlanta uh, with with weapons which is I don't mind, you know, I, I'm a huge proponent of people being armed and, and defending themselves, uh, but there was a fucking shootout and multiple people were injured uh, in the crossfire. 
you know, no reason as to regards to why there was a shooting. Uh, you just started seeing shot, you know, hearing shots go off. So, uh, it's it's fucking insane. Um, something's got to give in this country. I don't know what it's going to be, and uh, it, it's fucking crazy. You know, we were talking about Chaz earlier. Ah, sorry, fuck. Um, talking about Chaz earlier, and, and now we're talking about uh, police officers. Uh, you know, not being prosecuted in any which way they can be in regards to doing their job. Um, and you know, a lot of people on uh, my social media uh, are very anti-police and most of them probably don't even fucking realize I'm a, a cop myself um, but you know saying you know defund the police or uh, you know accountability and all that kind of stuff and I'm fucking all for accountability for, for law enforcement uh, it's been said numerous times uh, that nobody wants to have a, a, a bad cop put away more than a good cop and I'm 100% with that uh, I've been in numerous situations where I've had people come up to me and uh, talk to me, you know, say they know something about a bad cop, and uh, I personally escort their ass uh, and drive them to the proper state authorities uh, in regards to having that person investigated. Um, I have a person, uh, a friend of mine, that is works in the state attorney general's office as an investigator, uh, and. Eight out of the ten cases for police misconduct that is, you know, on his desk right now. Eight of them uh, were, uh, I guess, reported by other cops uh, themselves. Or, you know, good cops reported those bad cops. Uh, so I mean, you know, people want to talk about, well, why don't they do that more often? Well, because a lot of fucking, you know, like anything else, uh, a criminal is not going to do shit in front of the general public because they don't want people ratting on them. Same fucking thing with a bad cop. A bad cop's not going to do shit in front of a good cop because they don't want to be ratted on. Uh, so fucking use common sense in regards to shit like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know, and people wanting to defund the police uh, and, you know, have private security uh, or shit like that, you know, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to have, you know, the rich affluent uh, neighborhoods have the best security uh, and you're going to have the poor neighborhoods have uh, Chaz who uh, decided to stop working at the McDonald's drive-thru uh, and pay, you know pay the, the $50 test to become a security officer uh, so you know you're gonna have those kind of disparities uh, in regards to security and, and nobody fucking wants that uh, you know and if you have the, the government pay for the security, well, you just fucking have the police again. Um, a lot of people are talking about getting rid of qualified immunity for police officers, uh, which I think is, is dumb horse shit. I've had people, you know, say, I've, I've seen, well, you know, these people need to be, you know, crim criminally held liable for the actions they do. You know, do you not understand what qualified immunity is? All it is is saying that, uh, you know, police officers can't be frivolously sued uh, for their actions and uh, you clearly seen where if somebody uh, you know a bad cop did do something bad they get sued and those people fucking win I mean ask Rodney King um, you know if you get rid of qualified immunity and are asking officers to carry their own personal liability insurance well you're still gonna pay for it uh, on the front end because you're gonna have to pay those officers a fuck ton more money to pay for the liability insurance um, 
And then not only that, the government is still going to get sued because they're acting on behalf of the government. Every law enforcement, every lawsuit that I've seen against a law enforcement officer not only includes the officer, but it also includes the chief of police, it includes the, the or the sheriff, and uh, also includes the, the, the law enforcement agency, and it includes the, the government that they work for. So, uh, you know, you're not going to save anything. You're just going to have uh, officers paid more because they have to carry their own liability insurance. And then you're going to have higher taxes on that. And then still you're going to have the city sued uh, in regards to officers acting on the government's behalf. Uh, and they're just going to be sued more often because you get rid of qualified immunity. Uh, you just, you know, got to think about these kind of fucking things, people. And it's just ridiculous. And, you know, if they want to get rid of qualified immunity for law enforcement officers, I don't understand why people aren't asking to get rid of qualified immunity for politicians. Get rid of qualified immunity for these judge, these activist judges. Um, you know, all these people share in qualified immunity as well. And, you know, it seems to me that they are doing more to trample on our constitutional rights uh, than law enforcement's are. You know, and I will be 100% agree that you know law enforcement should not be a revenue maker uh, for any government. I'm 100% agreement with that. Uh, but you know, just fucking prime example, like say for example, a speeding ticket here uh, is $160. You know how much that law enforcement agency actually gets? $20. They get $20 of that $160. The rest of it is court costs that the courts keep themselves. Uh, so you know, is the law enforcement just being a revenue maker for the city uh, or they being actually more revenue makers for the courts because uh, it's mainly for paper processing and all that other bullshit. So, I mean, just use critical thinking skills in regards to uh, your political stances. Do research. Talk to people. Even if you're anti-police, talk to a fucking cop and, and get their um, thoughts on it, get their perspectives and you know, try and do that kind of stuff. Uh, but I mean, it's all coming boiling down to that, you know, with this shit that's going on, uh, there's going to be less police to protect you. It's going to take longer for police to respond. Uh, so you're going to be ultimately up to your own uh, devices in regards to protecting yourself. And you need to do that. And with that, you got to have uh, good firearms training. You got to have good firearms, period. You know, you don't want it to be defending your life with an old rusty piece of shit Lorsen uh, that jams all the time, uh, that, or it's a one-shot and done because the slide don't rack, uh, and you need to um, be knowledgeable in regards to your rights and have your rights protected, uh, so you need to get involved. And with that, that's going to close out our main segment. Let's start getting into the gear news. The and I bitch, the god, call me Osiris, the sickest like a virus, the golden touch the Midas, we moving the forward direction, leaving that bullshit behind us, should I adjust the blinders, them statements at the end of the month, a constant reminder, tell them I've been on the hit All right, let's go ahead and start getting into the gear news and reviews. We have several pieces of gear that's come out that we want to talk about. Uh, the first one is a new spear gold dot carry gun ammo, which is designed for short barrel pistols. This is great stuff. This comes to us actually from guns.com. This was posted on the 22nd today. Um, 
this is um, uh, great news with the, the rise of uh, ultra-compact guns, the 365, the Hellcat, uh, the new G3 that came out from Taurus, uh, which is actually getting great reviews from everything that I've seen. Uh, it it's a, uh, includes 135 grain 9mm uh, G2 hollow point, 165 grain 40 Smith & Wesson, which I don't know why the fuck they're still making 40 Smith & Wesson, uh, a 200 grain uh, 45 plus P. Uh, so that's good stuff. I mean, I'm glad to see that because uh, I'm a humongous ballistics nerd. I cannot wait to see the, the ballistics testing done on this. Um, so that's great stuff, especially it's, I'm glad to see the industry is responding to uh, the needs of the farms community and like that. Uh, the next thing comes to us from the farms blog. It was also published today. Uh, and basically what it is is Strike Industries uh, has come out with a slot adapter plate for Gen 3 and Gen 4 Glock part swaps. Uh, now this is very interesting because uh, you... Uh, if you do any work on on your if you have a Glock handgun and you do any work on it especially with uh, part swaps and stuff like that upgrading triggers shit like that uh, you know that up to Gen 3 Glocks uh, the internals are a little bit different than Gen 4 and up uh, and even Gen 4 and Gen 5 some things are a little bit different uh, so this is actually a adapter uh, plate that you put on the end of your Glock uh, that will uh, allow a Gen 3 slide to fit on a Gen 4 frame, uh, which is a good thing because, you know, Gen 3 uh, parts are uh, numerous and abound, uh, but say, for example, you have a Gen 4 or Gen 5, uh, you know, handgun and you want to get like a Gucci slide or whatever the fuck it may be, uh, but, you know, you obviously don't want to buy a whole other handgun, uh, well, this is only 17 fucking dollars, so, you know, kudos to them, good shit. Uh, the next thing comes to us uh, from Ballistic.com, and this is just kind of a crazy what the fuck. Uh, Detonics Gladiator, uh, it's a 50 caliber black powder double barrel micro shotgun. Uh, this thing is fucking bananas looking. Uh, basically, uh, what this thing is, it's got a collapsible stock. Uh, it is a black, again, a black powder uh double barrel shotgun uh, and it's a over under type barrel situation uh, it's got a picatinny rail uh, on the top on the sides underneath um, I mean it, this thing almost kind of looks fucking futuristic uh, and it's honestly for capes and giggles uh, and especially if you live in a less free state uh, the price is only 940.64 so that honestly that is all not that bad um, and the actual gear review that I want to talk about is something that uh, I've picked up recently for work uh, is actually called Angel Armor. Uh, Angel Armor is a uh, ballis uh, ballistics panels and uh, ballistics armor company. Uh, right now they're selling vests and as far as I know they're only selling to law enforcement but after talking to the sales rep uh, they do sell to individuals uh, and uh, they are interested in getting into the civilian market so be looking into them in the future uh, it is a little on the pricey side if you're looking for um, kind of uh, the, like a non-uniform carrier but like just a regular type uh, look invest you're looking at uh, close to around a thousand dollars but that is for a 
ballistic, uh, soft ballistic vest panel, and then also a hard uh, ballistic panel. Uh, so this thing is actually going to be able to stop uh, rifle rounds, which I'm super excited that we're getting now at my department. Um, Angel Armor is a company that uh, has just kind of recently hit the market. Uh, you might not have seen them, or you might have seen them recently at SHOT Show. Uh, that's where I found them. Uh, was some stuff that they were doing at SHOT Show. Uh, it is actually owned by the owner of Otterbox, and the Otterbox owner, he uh, decided to start his own armor company because he had a friend that was killed in Afghanistan, and this individual, uh, his friend, was shot by a 7.62, and it hit him in the plate, but actually the plate was defeated, and he was shot and killed. So he decided to uh, do his own R&D, and he created his own uh, company. Uh, and this stuff is impressive. Uh, it feels amazing. When I tried it on when the sales rep came by, and he, uh, you know, I tried it on, and you know, he, he hit me to see how I felt. Uh, I did not even know that there were plates in this thing. Uh, I thought it was just soft armor. So this thing is amazingly comfortable, uh, and it feels great. Uh, it didn't ride up. If you are familiar any with, uh, you know, wearing ballistic uh, vests they often ride up uh, this thing did not ride up at all uh, and they have uh, just coming out with a uh, what you consider like a tactical carrier plate uh, it's very cool uh, I haven't seen a price yet on it uh, but go check them out Angel Armor if you're looking for some uh, ballistics needs yourself and with that let's go ahead and start getting into our uh, uh, fucking gun culture segment and start wrapping this bitch up make decisions that are dumb but it's fucking do what i want spend it how i like always get it back nigga i'ma live my life i get lost in paradise see me get high yeah yeah put some pride in a kite making sure that i'ma get it right they see me taking flight go now i'm rocking all this ice go Got a million in the bank, soaking up the sun. I'm a number one rank, yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Summertime, whoa. Good vibes, never tired. I'ma keep my shine. Well, in our culture segment, we're actually going to be talking about one of my fucking favorite movies of all time. Every time I see that this thing is on, I watch this movie, and that is Tremors. Be more like Burt Gummer. Uh, Burt Gummer is the ultimate fucking gun guy that anybody in our generation should know of. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the guns used in Tremors. The first gun is going to be the William Moore and Company 8-gauge shotgun. This is this big fucking elephant gun that Burt Gummer breaks out of his showcase glass and he uses it to kill the tremor that breaks into his rec room. Uh, the next one is going to be the Remington 870. This is another gun that's hanging up on the wall of guns in Burt Gummer's rec room that he pulls off the wall and starts shooting at the tremors that are the graboid uh, that breaks into his rec room. The Winchester 1200 Defender with the pistol grip is the shotgun that Reba McIntyre uses. Uh, there's also the HK 91A2. Uh, this is another one, and this is something I always caught, thought was kind of funky, uh, but if you look at Burt Gummer, he's shooting this thing, uh, but there's a, like a view from behind him uh, where he's shooting it, and you see him kind of like stupidly jerking it to pretend like mocking recoil uh, while they're looking at the Graboid. Uh, it's in there as well. 
you got the Colt AR-15 Sporter 2, uh, which is another gun that Reba McIntyre uses when the Graboid breaks into the rec room. Uh, you have the Winchester Model 1894, and that's where uh, you see Kevin Bacon, uh, Val, uh, walks up to uh, the body of Edgar, who's hanging up in the electrical light, uh, electrical tower, uh, waiting out, you know, the Graboids, and he ends up dying of thirst. Uh, he's holding on to that, and they use it further on in there. You also have a Winchester Model 70. Uh, this is uh, one of the guns that was given uh, to Earl uh, by Reba McIntyre when they go on the horses uh, to try and get for help. And it was chambered in 375 H&H mag. Uh, nice big old gun. Uh, you also have a Star uh, Manlicker SSG P2 rifle. And this is another gun that Burt Gummer uses. Uh, it's fucking, I mean, they're great guns in this in this video, or in this movie. Uh, like I said, be more like Burt. Uh, you also have the, the IMI Micro Uzi uh, that you see Earl using, uh, shooting at the Graboids. You have a Colt single army action revolver. Uh, this is actually was in uh, Earl and Val's truck uh, whenever they're going to get help. Uh, you have a model Smith & Wesson 28, uh, which is another revolver that you see them shooting in the dirt. You have actually two uh, nickel-plated 6RP 226s that Reba McIntyre is dual-wielding uh, whenever uh, she's shooting at the Graboid, breaking into the red room. Of course, you got the Ruby Red Hawk. Uh, you have a Magnum Research uh, Mark I Desert Eagle. Uh, you have a, a M8 Flare Pistol. Uh, and then I, there's just so much shit on uh, Burt Gummer's wall of guns. Uh, 1911 A1s, uh, Walther P38s, Luger P06s, Tokaraz, Browning High Powers, Walther PPKs, and so on and so forth. And it lists all of them. I mean, it is great. Uh, of course, our source for this is imfdb.org, and Tremors is actually available on Netflix. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our gun culture segment and start wrapping up the show. 430, y'all get proof. Any day, I'm going to have juice. Break down, pay me back from the bullshit. I need a paddock on the wrist like I'm Uzi. I ain't never really blended with the cool kids. One day, they gon' love me, that's true shit. I ain't need all them things, yeah. I ain't never got no praise, Ooh. All them gaudy chains. Drake my body, that's just my taste, yeah. Never gon' walk away. I can't even talk that way. To be honest, I was young and afraid that one day everything changes. I'm like, Ooh. Well, y'all, I want to greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of To A Lifestyle. Uh, again, if you haven't already, check out our social media on Instagram and TikTok. We are the number two, spelled out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube, we are the number two A Lifestyle. And if you like what we're doing, uh, I want you to go ahead and check out our uh, Patreon and Please, if you would like to, uh, feel free to, to contribute to the show any way you can. Uh, and also, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, help us out. It helps out with, like, when our mic busted a, a month or so back uh, and all that kind of stuff. If you have a business and you're looking into getting into sponsorships uh, and you want to sponsor the show, reach out to us at 2 at mail.com or reach out to us on social media. And, uh 
you know, we'll talk about maybe if you want to become a sponsor on the show. Uh, and until then, I greatly appreciate y'all listening to the episode and keep enjoying that 2A lifestyle. Before we start getting into our next segment, I just want to go ahead and appreciate our sponsor, Cold War Concealment. I uh, really enjoy Cliff. He's a great dude. Uh, we've had him on our podcast before. Looking forward to have him again. Uh, you know, we, and you know, our sponsors are what help make our show go. Uh, not only our Patreons and our listeners, but our sponsors really hit make this show uh, continue on being what it is. Uh, and we'd appreciate it if you go check out ColdWarConcealment.com. Uh, they make a great product. Uh, we just shared something that they did the other day in regards to their quality control. Uh, you know, Cliff is very meticulous, and he wants to make sure that his reputation, as well as uh, customers, not getting a bad product, but he wants to make sure that his reputation. Uh, uh, is you know kept clean in regards to what he sells and pushes out. Coworkconcealment.com. Uh, go ahead and check out Cowork Concealment on social media. They just came out with the outside the waistband holsters. Uh, I talked about on the last episode and on the video on our YouTube. Uh, they have a uh, you know ability to make it in Hawaiian print. Uh, which is pretty fucking badass. Also, uh, it can come with the Safariland QLS forks, which is what I have all my stuff on. Uh, I've been using this at the range, the outside the waistband holster. It is fucking amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward to ordering some more from Cliff in regards to other uh, my hair, my uh, carry guns. Uh, so go ahead and check out CoworkConcealment.com and let them know that 2A Lifestyle sent you. I guess I'm just as real as the promise You made me heaven where you take me Molly keep me up, but the perky keep me spacey Zenny is the last year, Lottie is amazing Lottie take me places that the drugs couldn't take me 